podcast with me, Liza Soberano, actress, entrepreneur, and advocate for mental health and human rights. Join me as we talk about the different aspects of mental health as we break down the stigma of this truly essential aspect of our well-being, be it stress, anxiety, or depression. Let's get candid about the ups, downs, and in-betweens with people from all walks of life. Before anything, I want to give a quick shout out to all of our lovely listeners around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in every Sunday and for sharing your stories and sharing the podcast with your friends, your family, and anyone on social media. And don't forget that you too can join in on the conversation. Just please tag us at MindYouMHS on social media. And don't forget to use the hashtag and open mind with Liza Soberano. Our guest for today is a singer and songwriter, and actually, we just had her brother on the show recently. Please give a warm welcome to Miss Kiana Valenciano. Hello, hello. hello. Nice to meet you. I know. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm really glad that you're here today, and I'm really excited to talk about everything with yes, you. Oh um, but first, I want to start off by asking you, how are you today? I'm good today. Um, been spending time with the family, which I haven't been able to do a lot Um I guess over the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been it's been a good day for me. I woke up, saw my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was a pretty early morning for you because it's only what nine a.m. ten a.m. now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty early. Uh, I, I usually prefer to get up early in the morning to mm -hmm. get more stuff done. My brain is more alive, I'd say. In the okay. Morning. So what does a normal like day <laughs> in the life look like for you? Uh, let's see. I'll usually get up at around six or seven. Mm -hmm. And then I start the day with a meditation. Ooh, me too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the best way to align mm -hmm. and remind myself what my intentions are for the day. Mm -hmm. uh, I list down a lot of the things that I want to get done. Mm -hmm, definitely. And then I go into my vocal exercises just to make sure that my vocal cords are all stretched out and that I'm not misusing my voice, I guess, uh -huh. even when I'm speaking. And then go into a workout. Then I get to work, which is usually um, the rest of the day. Yeah, <laughs> it's either writing or mm -hmm. uh, creating content mm -hmm. or meeting with my team in the States. Wow, you're a pretty busy girl. It sounds busy, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I, I, it, it, it seems like a lot, but mm -hmm. I would say my time is pretty, uh, I guess it's pretty open I, for me to, mm -hmm. to have flexible. a lot. Yeah, it's, it's flexible. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what has been keeping you busy these days? Uh, well, right now I'm an independent artist. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of promo and marketing that I've been having to, I guess, lend my attention to. And you do all of that by yourself? Well, no, I, obviously so I have, have a team. team. I have my mm -hmm. manager. I have someone who helps me with social media. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of curation, mm -hmm. uh, I'm very hands-on as well. So that's nice. when it, when we produce shoots, mm -hmm. uh, I, I like to make sure that visually it represents who I am mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm able to 
I guess, assert myself mm -hmm. to make sure that my music, my personality, it's mm -hmm. being represented properly. properly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I really love that. And I love <laughs> that you're independent and like taking control of how you want to be represented or seen by the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I have to reel it in because mm -hmm. I don't want it to be too egocentric or mm -hmm. vain. Yes. Uh, so it helps to have a good group of people who I look up to, I guess, creatively mm -hmm. um, to help guide me as well. So, mm -hmm. And it ground you, I'm sure. Of course, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, my parents are like my anchors. They make mm -hmm. sure that I keep my eye on the goal yeah. and not really get sidetracked yeah. by, you know, all those uh, unneeded uh, voices or, thoughts. or toxic thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, Tito Gary has that effect on you. Like he's really like the sweetest person and he you know is. that his intentions are so pure and yeah. you feel like uh, just so inspired by him whenever you go out. And that's perform. true. That's true. Um, actually, because he's so, I would say soft hearted. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I keep my thoughts to myself because mm -hmm. I just don't want him to worry too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he is one of my pillars of strength. That's for sure. Like, I know I can call him anytime, any hour and he'll pick up and mm -hmm. he'll sit through my emotions with me. And yeah, he's a good one. That I, guy. I'm really <laughs> glad you have that relationship. You're very lucky to have a great relationship with your parents, especially your dad, that not everybody gets to experience. Yeah, that's something that I remind myself constantly to be grateful for, mm -hmm. for sure. Okay, so I just have a question going back to your career. Sorry. Yeah, um, so I heard that you're going to be part of the South by Southwest Music Festival in Aux uh, Austin, Texas yes. this year. Yes. How is that? Um, I'm, I'm actually really nervous. I think with the pandemic, um, dealing with live performances has mm -hmm. really changed for me. Whereas before I'd get excited yeah. to... Uh, you know, interact with, with people, with people, with the crowd. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm so used to just talking and singing to a camera and mm -hmm. a mic. And I had to do most of that stuff on my own during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I had to learn, you know, very little uh, sound engineering because I yes. had to master my tracks and stuff like that for for the live mm -hmm. online performances. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm actually really nervous to have people in front of me Watching, yeah. yeah I mean I've had shows I had shows last year and and those were fun but I think with a festival it's different mm -hmm. you just don't know like these people aren't coming to see you mm -hmm. you're just one of the artists on the roster mm -hmm. so it's it's like an exciting nervous feeling mm -hmm. Would you say that the pandemic has an, had an, like an effect on you with like in terms of socializing with people oh. or your self-confidence maybe Definitely. I mean, I think I got my, my uh, social anxiety was definitely heightened mm -hmm. by the pandemic uh, because I got so comfortable. At first, it was hard to be in isolation. But after a while, when I was more comfortable with myself and mm -hmm. my thoughts, I got so comfortable in that, mm -hmm. that being around a lot of people and not just in terms of my thoughts, but mm -hmm. with the the, you know, the thought that Mm -hmm. there's still a virus out there yeah being around a lot of people kind of freaks me freaks out. You out yeah so um it didn't really hit my confidence I'm mm -hmm. still able to go up to people and talk mm -hmm. to them it's just it's a little harder for me now to mm -hmm. to put myself out there it's just there are like way more thoughts that yeah it like there's like a barrier there yeah there's a lot of factors yeah. coming in place like for me when coming out of the pandemic when I started like going to restaurants and everything it felt weird but I got 
like shy to ask people like what I wanted to order and yeah. stuff. It's like it's like me at 12 years old all over again. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. That that I resonate with that for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Okay, I also have a question. Were you always passionate or interested in becoming a singer and songwriter ever since you were a kid? Mm, I don't I mean, I always thought when I was like very young, people would ask me, "What do you want to be when you mm-hmm. grow up?" and I would say, "Oh, a singer." Mm-hmm. But I think what I thought was a singer is very different from who I am now. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be more like maybe an actress type singer, mm-hmm. like on Broadway or in, in musical theater. And and uh, as I grew up, I never really thought that I could be a songwriter. Mm-hmm. I was more of, I was, I was into writing the way a journalist is into writing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I never thought that that would um, later materialize turn into, yeah mm-hmm. turn into like a creative way of of turning these thoughts into song mm-hmm. um I'd have always been creative mm-hmm. but I just for a very long time was also running away from the industry because of how you know I grew up and mm-hmm. the things that I witnessed mm-hmm. at shows or backstage mm-hmm. and things like that um I think choosing a different career for myself when I was younger was also a form of rebellion. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. It was like, okay, I know what everyone wants me to do. Or expects of you. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the more that I grew into myself, I started writing more. Mm-hmm. I started expressing myself more through song. And then I realized that it was the best way or the mm-hmm. best form for me to really release Mm -hmm. and and be myself Mm -hmm. um so that's that's kind of how that happened i grew into it more than i knew that i was destined for Mm -hmm. something like this Mm -hmm. i i can't say that i resonate but i definitely understand where you're coming from um because i have a lot of friends also in showbiz that are different from me because like i didn't come from a background of a family that are in showbiz so it's like really different also for People that are in showbiz that have parents that were also in showbiz, right? Oh, yeah, the yeah. pressure, the demand and expectation from um, those artists is yes, yes. on a different level. Of course. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I must have been 11 or 10 years old when I had an interview and they asked me, do you feel any pressure mm-hmm. to fill into your dad's shoes? I was like, no. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, do you I even so understand what it means? I know. So <laughs> I was like, what are you talking? Why would I have pressure to be Gary Vee? Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I started to realize, oh, wait, I understand what they were asking me. It's because they're they are all expecting me to be a certain way Mm -hmm. or to be a certain person that I'm not. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I think for a very long time, that also stunted my personal growth Mm -hmm. because I was trying to fit into that for so long. Yeah. Um, And when I didn't fit into the narrative that people had built around mm-hmm. I guess my personality yeah. mm-hmm. and the things that I liked and things I was supposed to be interested mm-hmm. in it forced me to have I guess a very thick mask mm-hmm. that I put on and so I was one Kiana to a certain group of people yeah. and I was a different, different Kiana, Kiana to a different group of people and and that's a hard life to live mm-hmm. it's like two very different lives that I was living back then and mm-hmm. and um I started at a very young age and I'm glad that I'm like 
I can't say that I've fully gotten through it, but uh-huh. I know how to cope with it better. Okay. Now. I was actually just going to ask you that. Like, <laughs> do you feel like it's something that you think about still in the back of your head when you're working on a certain, like on a new album, mm-hmm. on a new single? Do you always constantly think about what other people are still expecting you to do? Yeah, it, it definitely crosses my mind. It was so heavily ingrained into my culture, mm-hmm. like my my personal culture. Mm-hmm. That it's not something that I could just snap Forget. away, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy to be working with people now that know me outside of mm-hmm. who my parents are, who mm-hmm. my family is. And uh, that's a big reason through why I left. Mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to figure out, like, who am I outside of all of this? Mm-hmm. Who am I, like, what decisions would I make? if it were just based on my choices. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to be now surrounded by collaborators mm-hmm. and a team of people who understand my vision, of course, mm-hmm. who respect my 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 opinions. choices, mm-hmm. my opinions and my beliefs. And um, because of their understanding of what I want, they're able to push me when I get mm-hmm. stuck in that headspace. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think, Again, it, it, it always goes back to how you're going to cope with a situation mm-hmm. and the people you surround yourself with is very important when it comes to that. I agree. Um, I kind of want to go back to what you said about you left. I don't really understand oh. you, if you're comfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually moved to the States two years ago now. So you're based in the States now. Yeah. So you're here on vacation, basically. Yes. Okay. I came home for the holidays. I extended my trip because I have to get some work done. Mm-hmm. But I spend most of my time there and then fly back if I mm-hmm. have work to do here or, mm-hmm. you know, to see family, if anything. And your reason for going to the States is because you kind of wanted to do your own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I knew I knew from a very young age, too, that I wanted mm-hmm. to see the world for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was a goal of mine to go to university in like New York mm-hmm. and all these things. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to college in New York and then I'm going to audition for Broadway and uh-huh. I'm going to do this, blah, 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 blah. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously my life went a different way. Yeah. And um, at one point I would just woke up and I said, OK, I'm in a cycle right now of just toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I think. I mean, I know the decision I made at that point was to really pluck myself out of my comfort zone yeah, and just find myself, figure mm-hmm. out who I am. Sometimes do you feel sad that your life didn't turn out the way you imagined it to be originally? Or are you happier that it is the way it is now? Uh, I think it's um, every day is a little different, I mm-hmm. would say, because there's always something to be grateful for mm-hmm. and it's not healthy to live in regret. Obviously there are times that I look back and I think, Oh, I should have, if I had just pursued that opportunity or if I had just, you know, stuck to my decision and what mm-hmm. I really wanted, then I would be over here, here already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who's to say mm-hmm. that that would have really happened. Yeah. Um, because even now in the life that I'm living mm-hmm. in the present, I have made so many decisions that I thought would bring me somewhere, whether good or bad. And I'm okay. I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I am where I am. And uh, there is a lot to be grateful for. There are so many people in my life that I wouldn't have met if I went in another direction. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're going to move on to the next segment. And this is kind of where we talk about deeper stuff, of course, to your um, only what you're comfortable talking about, because mm-hmm. um, I kind of want to get to know you more since I haven't really had the opportunity yeah, to have yeah. these conversations with you. Okay, so since this is a mental health podcast, we want to know a little bit more about your mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was diagnosed with depression a few years back and an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say that I think, I mean, it's unfair for me to self-diagnose, mm-hmm. but out of maybe at the age of n- definitely before my teenage years, mm-hmm. I already knew that something was wrong mm-hmm. um, because I would wake up and I didn't feel like a normal kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, why are all my cousins so ready to go out there and play? And it's mm-hmm. it's such, such a beautiful day. And I just don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You don't understand your emotions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really couldn't. And there were times then in high school that I just couldn't get myself to go to school. Mm-hmm. And that actually kept me from progressing into a new grade at one point. Mm-hmm. It held me back Mm -hmm. because I'd missed too many days of school. Mm -hmm. Um, Still then, because mental health wasn't really spoken about Mm -hmm. the way we talk about it today. Yeah. We didn't really, I mean, I didn't really understand what was going on. A lot of people thought, yeah, a lot of people thought that, oh, she's such a spoiled brat. Mm -hmm. There she is again, giving Mm -hmm. attitude, like Mm -hmm. so ungrateful and Mm -hmm. all these things. And I, I let that get to me. Mm -hmm. And I harbored a lot of that negative self-talk mm-hmm. where I've viewed myself in that lens for mm-hmm. a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I just couldn't understand. Like I'd be in school and I'd be learning something that I knew I loved, which at that time would either be history or literature. And and I just couldn't connect with it. Mm-hmm. And I would just like either be spacing out or whatever. And then there would be certain days that I'd be completely fine yeah. and I just didn't understand it. There mm-hmm. was obviously an imbalance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the reason why I'm so open about this now is mm-hmm. because I don't want another 13 year old, 14 yeah. year old to be going through that confusion. Yeah. Um, the anxiety was another thing where the smallest thing mm-hmm. would cause me to stay in my room the whole day. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, something as simple as, Kiana, why did you do it? Just a mm-hmm. simple, like, why would you do this? That's that's not really the right thing to do. Simple, like, mm-hmm. not even a scolding. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, no, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how could I have done that? Mm-hmm. Now they're going to hate me forever. Yeah. And if I don't get it right the next time, then then that's it. I'm useless and You're I'm worthless. And you know what? I'm just going to go stay in my room because mm-hmm. I'm going to hurt everyone if I mm-hmm. do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I get. You. And again, I couldn't understand that. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm why, why am I always so sad? Why am I always so scared? I can't do anything. And my friends never saw this, mm-hmm. right? I was so very good at masking it mm-hmm. because for a very long time, if I were to be sad or act out or say, I don't want to go, mm-hmm. I don't want to leave the car right now, mm-hmm. or I, I just want to be in my own space. 
it was received with anak pa naman ni bakit ka ganyan mm-hmm. anak pa naman ni ano blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. ano sasabihin nila mm-hmm. and so i was very good at masking it like i'd have mm-hmm. a bad day and someone would ask me are you okay i'd be like yeah mm-hmm. why what, what, what mm-hmm. are you talking about why you know? do i not look okay yeah i'm mm-hmm. fine i'm just ugh, i'm so tired right, you <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. i'm feeling easy. a bit sick oh, i missed homework uh-huh. i didn't i didn't i, I failed a, a, a test or whatever mm-hmm. so I, i was very good at masking it and then a few years ago it got really bad mm-hmm. really bad to the point that i didn't realize how bad it was until my best friend saw um she saw scars on i'm on so back. sorry it's okay <laughs> Ooh. all right she saw scars on the back of my neck mm-hmm. that i didn't realize i had mm-hmm. and it was like a I guess it was a self-soothing thing mm-hmm. that I would much rather feel that sort of physical, thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, over emotional. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. It's okay. You take your time. Uh, yeah. So my friend saw me and she pointed out and she's like, "What's this like behind you?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. And Uh, until she pointed it out, I didn't realize that when I would get anxious, I would just like scratch, scratch the back, scratch of the neck. back of my neck, mm-hmm. just like to ease myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was when I realized, okay, I need to do something about this because mm-hmm. this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see any of my other friends going through this. Mm-hmm. I was looking up online, like mm-hmm. who else is going through this, and I couldn't see anything really at that mm-hmm. time. It was more like, oh my god. Am I mentally ill? Like, mm-hmm. is there something really wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And then um, the the hardest part of going to therapy is that first step to admit that to yourself that, that you, you might it. need therapy. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking for help when I was much younger and it was kind of frowned upon mm-hmm. in terms of I guess it was like a pride thing where like why why would you need to go to therapy that's There's kind of embarrassing yeah. I know but back then mm-hmm. you know it was it was such a big thing mm-hmm. um yeah so I started going to therapy I was diagnosed mm-hmm. uh started you know taking medication and going to therapy uh regularly mm-hmm. at first it was every other week yeah as the medicine started to kick in it became uh once a month mm-hmm. and then just follow ups mm-hmm. so at what what my therapist was calling it was talk therapy which i think is so helpful okay. where you're just able to release mm-hmm. the scariest parts of your mind without judgment without mm-hmm. bias mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh that really helped me because it's very different from you know talking to a friend or a parent yeah. where the initial reaction. reaction is to give you advice based on their experiences yeah. right mm-hmm. um what i loved about therapy was there was a complete outside perspective and i valued that so much mm-hmm. um and it it helped me a lot because even after that i wasn't even darker situations and yeah. i was ready to just you know let go mm-hmm. and um give up mm-hmm. but 
again, I knew at that point that something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the awareness that helped me mm -hmm. get through. Yeah. Uh, not obviously it, it, it wasn't just my own doing. Mm -hmm. The people around me being aware that something was wrong as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. really helped me. Would you say that the diagnosis really changed everybody's like perspective of mental health? I, I mean, in your circle. I think in my circle, it did my inner circle. It mm -hmm. definitely did because it answered a lot of questions that, you know, in, in, uh, meaningful conversations I'd have, let's say with my best friend, mm -hmm. she couldn't understand why I was thinking the way that I was thinking mm -hmm. like to her. She's like, why, why are you going directly to a negative mm -hmm. thought right away? Yeah. Not mm -hmm. even a negative thought, but like a negative outcome. Like mm -hmm. you made a tiny mistake and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the end of the world, but to me it was. Mm -hmm. And so when I was diagnosed and um, started taking the medication, it was like a weight off my shoulders that, mm -hmm. okay, there's something I can do about this. I'm yeah. not stuck in this situation forever. Yeah. And it helps you understand everything that you're going through and it validates everything that you yeah. felt. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you learn different ways to cope. You mm -hmm. learn how to self-soothe. Mm -hmm. uh, I obviously learned how to let my guard down, let my pride down and really get past that, that wall mm -hmm. of asking for help. Mm -hmm. I used to never call anyone. Yeah. I would be just stuck for hours mm -hmm. and then go out and just pretend nothing happened. Yeah. And that's such toxic behavior because mm -hmm. um, I really wasn't dealing with it. I wasn't handling uh, my emotions properly. properly. Um, you mentioned earlier that you take medication. How is that like for you? I mean, of course, we know that there's a huge stigma in the Philippines surrounding yeah. taking medication for mental health problems. Yeah. Um, did anyone react negatively towards you when you when you meant uh, talk, started talking about that? Yeah, a lot of people did because, again, the stigma, but also mm -hmm. uh, I think it's it's because I don't know how to properly explain it, but mm -hmm. Some people were saying, why are you going to put more chemicals in your body mm -hmm. if you already know there's an imbalance? Mm -hmm. Like there are other ways to get through this. Mm -hmm. You can just, I don't know, focus on the brighter side mm -hmm. and, and we'll help you through it. And I've like for me, I had to explain that I've tried that. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. this isn't an overnight thing. Yeah. This has been years yeah. in the making. Like uh, I, I had to I had to explain and also actually ask my therapist, mm -hmm. why do I need this? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I was very embarrassed when she told me that you needed that medication. I needed medication. Mm -hmm. I was, she was asked, she actually was so kind about it mm -hmm. that she asked me, how do you feel mm -hmm. about being prescribed something mm -hmm. to take for this? And mm -hmm. I said, I'm a, list, a little hesitant. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel numb. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, it's based on all the movies we've yeah, seen, right? Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to be numb in the corner, not feeling anything. And so yeah. she started me off at a very, very low dosage, dosage. Mm -hmm. and it helped me immensely because mm -hmm. I could still feel everything, mm -hmm. feel sad. And, mm -hmm. and I was sad, but mm -hmm. I wasn't depressed, mm -hmm. like big difference. Right. Mm -hmm. I could still go through the motions, but, mm -hmm. um, I had to explain that to the people who kind of looked down upon it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and is this something that you're currently still doing therapy, taking medication? Um, 
I do therapy now, but not as often. Mm-hmm. It's more, uh, it's like if, if I need it, mm-hmm. if I really need to just you have need- some guidance yeah. and, and, and just let everything out, then yes, I will mm-hmm. book a session with my therapist. Um, I'm happy now to have some people in my life who are, you know, a lot wiser than I am mm-hmm. and who have been through the same situation who can help guide me through it and help keep me accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the medication, I haven't been on it for a while. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cause I'm really not supposed to stop, okay. but I haven't been on it for a while. And to be honest, I feel the change mm-hmm. like almost instantly. instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I will be getting back on it. Mm-hmm. That's just, I guess that's how it is for, mm-hmm. for me right now. Yeah. Why do you think that it's so important for you to share your experiences with your audience talking mm-hmm. about, cause yeah, we know that there's a stigma in the Philippines. Yeah. We know that your circle of friends didn't really understand what you were going through. How did you get the bravery to start just, you know, talking about it, sharing your experience and why do you think it's important? Uh, like I said earlier, I just don't want anyone to go through the mental battle that I went through. And the sooner someone is able to, I guess, figure out what's going on in their mind. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's easier for them to find tools to help them get through it. Mm-hmm. And it's also easier for the people around them to help them through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I remember not wanting to get help because I looked down upon it too. Yeah. And I just don't want that mentality to stick, mm-hmm. especially in the years to come with yeah. everything that's happened, because the past two years is going to do something. And I think we're only going to see that really yeah. the effects of that in over in the, the coming next years. five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like imagine all the kids that haven't been able to go to school and, and see socialize. their friends. Yeah, yeah. this is going to impact them. And, and we're only going to see that in the years to come. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I want to talk about this is. I, I want people who need help mm-hmm. to get the help that they need mm-hmm. and to not be ashamed, not be ashamed because what can we do? But there yeah. are things we can do about it though. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, last year I, I was in a, a very, very deep low mm-hmm. earlier in the year. And, you know, I was, I was talking to my therapist and I was saying, I don't want to be like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I can't handle it mm-hmm. i've tried so many ways to figure this out and the talk therapy and the advice that she had given me and the tools that she gave me to get through that that headspace mm-hmm. really did help me and if i if, if if talking about this encourages someone to ask for help to mm-hmm. speak up about what they're going through to to open up about their struggles then We've done something yeah. really, really big. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I I wasn't always very comfortable talking about it because for a long time again, mm-hmm. it was kind of, I don't know, it's just an embarrassing topic mm-hmm. uh, to admit weakness. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Um, I, I gained courage because I saw other people speaking out as well. Yeah. And I realized I have this platform to do the same for others. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's Thank you for doing Thank what you. you do and sharing Thank your Thank you for story. doing what you do. We're here today with <laughs> yeah. you. Thank you so much. I actually kind of want to go back to 
um, your career? Because <laughs> this oh. is one question that I, I'm very curious about. I'm very fascinated with creatives and artists. What is your thought process when you write songs? Ooh, uh, I guess it depends on the day. I always try to be as honest as I can in terms of how I'm feeling mm-hmm. on the day itself. Now, if I'm in the studio and I'm feeling a little low, mm-hmm. we'll do something that feels a little low, low. a little mm-hmm. slower, a little more introspective. And mm-hmm. if I'm feeling happier, then we'll do something upbeat because I I am, I think that's just how I am creatively. I like to make sure that it's aligned with who I am. Mm-hmm. And what you're going through. Exactly. Uh, again, it depends on the day. So there are days when I'm very inspired and I'm very open and I'm able to write a song in an hour or 15 minutes. And then there are days that I'll be staring at an empty notebook for like two hours, just like, like tearing out page after page, just overthinking everything and getting stuck in that cycle of it's not good enough. It's, it's nobody's going to like it and Mm -hmm. people aren't going to be happy when they hear it and they're going to think I'm not cool. Yeah. So I think it, it, as a creative, it it really depends mm-hmm. on where I am mentally. I think mm-hmm. That's how it is with a lot of people, though. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, with all artists, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like even Van Gogh, right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So here on the show, we um, normally have our guests take a personality test mm-hmm. right before we interview them. And so we got your results. I don't know if you've done this before. Have you ever done this I test? I did this in when I was in college. So that's a lot of years ago. <laughs> Do you happen to remember what your results were? Um, I don't remember exactly what we were just talking about it earlier, mm-hmm. but I remember it being more introverted. It was like an I-N-F. Mm-hmm. I-N-F. Okay. So this time around, you actually got E-N-F-J. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it says that you're a protagonist. It, the uh, protagonists are usually people that feel called to serve a greater purpose in <laughs> life. Thoughtful and idealistic. These types drive... Uh, strive to have a positive impact on other people and the world around them. Would you say that there is some truth to this? That is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's uh, that's why sometimes I, I do overthink what I'm doing because mm-hmm. I want to understand what the purpose is of what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's very hard for me to do something that my whole heart isn't mm-hmm. in. in. Uh, and that's why when I work with different people, I want to make sure that what I'm doing is very well communicated. Yes, I want to know, before okay, you even start. Yeah, mm-hmm. what am I doing? What is it for? Mm-hmm. Okay, what is this going to do for me over mm-hmm. the next like, two years or like yeah. six months even? I just want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm exactly the the same picture type thing. Yeah. Okay, And it also says that your strengths are that you're receptive, reliable, passionate, altruistic, charismatic. Would you say that that's accurate? I think you're pretty charismatic. I think I'll take it as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think it's true. (laughs) It does say, though, that your weaknesses are you can be unrealistic, overly idealistic, condescending, intense and overly empathetic. Uh, I'd say there's some truth to that for sure. Mm -hmm. My ideas take me away sometimes. The unrealistic part. In what way does that manifest? Um... 
I just, I'm such a daydreamer. Mm-hmm. I get carried away sometimes uh-huh. and I get lost in that daydream. And mm-hmm. I think that everyone's thinking the same way. And really that's so unrealistic. Yeah. Or I have like a, a belief or, mm-hmm. or, or a theory. And mm-hmm. I think that we're all on the same page, but yeah. it's not, it's not the way the it's world just works. Not reality. <laughs> now we're moving forward to the portion that we call question bank. So these are just a bunch of random questions that we pulled out okay. and it's just for us to get to know you a little bit more. Um, so for the first question, if you were an inanimate object, what would you be and why? Uh, uh maybe a telescope. Ooh, that's so nice. So random. But, uh, yeah, I've always had a fascination with space and um, I always wanted a telescope and I just feel <laughs> like it sees things that the normal eye doesn't see. Oh, so, deep. <laughs> deep. I like so that I'd answer. Say, I'd, say, I'd say maybe a telescope. I do like that answer. Okay, second, has any piece of media, it could be a book, film, a play, a song, changed the way you thought about the world? There's this song by Joni Mitchell. It's called Clouds. Clouds. And she recorded the first version in the 60s mm-hmm. and another version in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And they're two completely different songs. Same lyrics, mm-hmm. same melody. But her delivery shows how much she's grown, how much she's grown mm-hmm. and how age and, and experience affects wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy to me. You should listen to it okay. because grab mm-hmm. it. Like the contrast mm-hmm. is just so, so beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that. <laughs> okay. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Love that song. Third question. What do you wish was possible? Oh my goodness. I think I wish it was possible for people to agree to disagree because Sometimes people think, well, more than more than agree to disagree. It's it's like the kindness that mm-hmm. comes with that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people force their opinions on others. And yeah. when it isn't embraced, then it starts just this, I don't know, bitterness. Yeah. And if it were possible to approach situations with more kindness, I mm-hmm. think that would make a huge difference in the world. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And then last but not least, our favorite question here is, <laughs> you might get caught off guard with this one. Oh Everybody gosh. always like doesn't know what to answer. Okay. What is one thing that you love that you think everybody absolutely dislikes? Uh-huh. Or what is one thing that you dislike that you think everybody absolutely loves? <sighs> wow. <laughs> I can't think of a single thing because my brothers and I are so like into the same thing. Yeah. Um, Hmm. What's something that I like that I think most people don't like? Mm-hmm. It's not that people don't like this, but I maybe I just like it more than most people like. Okay. It. I really, really, really love. Like, oh my god, it's so shallow. But like <laughs> Hollywood golden era movies. Like sometimes I would prefer those over mm-hmm. over modern modern day movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I had the take my time off, mm-hmm. that's probably what I'd, I'd I get, actually like classic into. films too, but I, I don't watch that. them as often as I would love to. I love them so much. <laughs> so see, now I don't know if that counts because you like them too. <laughs> no, I think that counts because I know a lot of people that like wouldn't even bother to, mm. to sit five minutes and watch it with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I get you. Um, 
Is that enough? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he might want to know the reverse. What's one thing that you hate that you think everybody likes? What do I hate? Or just dislike. Hate is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is this very hard. I don't think I really hate anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can like, even if I dislike something, I could live with it. Yeah. I can tolerate most things. Uh, For me, I, I don't know if everybody likes it, but I don't like ginger. Like, I know it's good for me and I would love to take ginger shots, but the moment it touches my tongue, I vomit. Okay. You know what? Let's switch it then. I think that's something that I really like that most people don't like. Really? I could like have a slice of ginger and and just like, yeah. How do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I think it was also because how I was raised, you know how I have a very raspy voice? Yeah. So they were like ginger. ginger Yeah. So when I would try to sing Mm -hmm. or or people were expecting me to sing a certain way and I couldn't, they'd Mm -hmm. be like, oh, you have to suck on ginger. So now it's just a thing where I'm like, hmm. I love ginger. Let's have some ginger today. Maybe <laughs> it'll make my voice feel better or my throat feel better. But it's something that I dislike, I can't I can't think of. I can't think of something that I would think a lot of people like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not right now. <laughs> Who can you listen for hours on repeat? Um, and why? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know why she was the first one in my mind, but I really love Emma Watson. Emma, I love her too. I love her voice. Mm-hmm. I love her accent, her <laughs> accent, like yeah. the extent of her vocabulary mm-hmm. and just the things that she stands for. Mm-hmm. I just, if she had her own podcast, which it, maybe you have to look up if she does, but mm-hmm. I, I love her. I, I love her. I could listen to her forever. Never, never. Are you also a Potterhead? I am. I am too. I got into it so late though. I'm I actually, so sad. Okay. So I used to have like the standee of Harry Potter when I was like seven years old in my <gasps> room. And I was convinced he was my boyfriend. Oh my gosh. Like I would sleep every night and say goodnight. I love you to that standee and go to bed. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's how I was with Justin Timberlake. So I'm not judging you at all. I had his poster right across my bed. Like. Hey, hey, boo. <laughs> I thought every song was written about 10-year-old me. <laughs> okay. That was a fun and light way to yeah. kind of wrap up this interview. I just wanted to take the time to say thank you so much for oh, giving us your time and for course. sharing your experiences. I know it's not always easy to talk about your mental health struggles, but you're here and you're advocating for it. And we really, really appreciate all the work that you're doing. Thank you. Well, thank you for making it easy and making me feel so comfortable. Thank (laughs) you for doing this. I'm um, glad you feel comfortable. I'm excited to uh, listen to the next few episodes. I've listened to the last ones already. Did you listen to your brothers? (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. He played it on the TV for for everyone. I could not escape it. I was like on the couch reading like, Oh, fine. I was like, okay, fine. I'm we'll listen proud to you. Of you. Okay. <laughs> and then after, I was like, good job. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of you, but whatever. Like, you ruined my hour of reading. <laughs> okay. Um, is there any like upcoming projects or like, oh. yeah, any upcoming projects or anything that you want to promote? Well, I have new music out, so I hope everyone can go and listen to my music on all the streaming platforms. There's Heartbeat on Me, and then there are a few more songs coming out. The music video's out as well. And these are all singles? Yes, okay. singles, singles. My last EP, Days, came out last year. I know, I saw that. <laughs> oh, I love that one. You know what? I actually made that dress that I'm wearing in the cover. Uh-huh. I just kind of like, I brought a piece of fabric. And then you just like and pinned, I pinned it all it. together. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, oh my God, what am I going to wear for the cover? We had like a two day shoot. Uh-huh. 
it's like let's just let's just make something from scratch mm-hmm. so yeah that was fun so you nice. guys listen to my music please and you might want to promote your socials too oh yes yeah. so it's kiana v k-i-a-n-a-v-e-e on all social media platforms and uh on spotify it's just kiana v, v. <laughs> kiana v. and apple music yeah and do you have any last words for our listeners okay i say this all the time i feel like people who read my other um efforts in spreading awareness mm-hmm. might already be sick of this but i think it's very important it's to let your loved ones love you mm-hmm. let them in give them a chance mm-hmm. and they may just surprise you thank you thank you so much again kiana i really <sighs> really you. did enjoy talking to you thank today. you thank you i did too thank you There you have it, guys. Another no-hold-barred conversation on an open mind. To those of you listening, I hope that you guys were able to pick up a bunch of useful nuggets on today's show. And please, please don't forget to hit like, follow, share, and subscribe on our podcast. And make sure to make us a weekly habit by listening to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podcast Network Asia, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to join in on the conversation and tag us on social media. We're at MindYouMHS on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also follow me and share your stories with me if you would like at Liza Soberano on Twitter and Instagram and Liza Space Soberano on YouTube. Thank you again so much for listening and for making us your weekly habit. And I can't wait for next week's episode on An Open Mind. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.